0: Hello. Hello, Merlin. How are you doing today? You weren't today? here
1: before, though.
0: No, I was not here. I just walked in the door. Yes. Flew upstairs, grabbed a quick banana. I understand. I just I
1: have to reject the implication. The implication has been rejected. We can do the show now. How are you?
0: I am doing good. How's everything way up there in San Francisco?
1: Great. This gives me the opportunity to... Uh, I hadn't planned this... Oh, we should talk about the show. Uh, I want to introduce you to a new thought technology that I think is uh, 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 a good one. But uh, things are well. It's um, you don't like it when I talk about the weather because it's always hot where you are, where you chose to live. Where I chose to live, it's ordinarily not hot. And this time of year, dude, is the reason they call it August. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's muggy. It's warm. It's uh, 80 degrees in my private office when it's usually like. 68. Something's going on, Dan, I'm telling you. It's because all the... It's all those plastic straws you used. It's the plastic straws. It's not the private jets. It's not the jets. It's not the flying. It's It's not the travel. Just look at all of those. Do you know, like, how much it harms the ozone layer when those turtles get straws in their nose? Because then they go, ooh. Ooh. Is that, a, Is that the sound? that they, That's turtle noise. Well, it, normally it has much clearer uh, enunciation, but it's got a straw in its nose. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't like to be cynical about that stuff. Anyway, it's, it's pleasant here. I have... Uh, uh, thank you to both of us for accommodating each other on the time today.
0: Well, that was mainly you accommodating me, but I appreciate that. Don't correct me, Dan. It's my show. <laughs> okay, right, true. I
1: have some odds and sides. I have some leftover uh, uh, cool things I've discovered over periods of time. Did you, I, 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 we can do a bright and tight today. I think we have one of our global sponsors today. Oh, I need to look at that. I haven't even looked at I just back in the, it. I think we could do it out. We could do it out. Okay, I'm looking at it now. It's 12.06 p.m. on, mm-hmm. uh, on the, the Lesser of the Coasts. And uh, we can probably wrap in an hour. I can go fast.
0: I can do it. Yeah, let's, let's keep it, as you say, the brightness and the tightness. Bright and tight. Let's do that.
1: Um, a thing I just did with you a second ago. Um, you know, I, I, a long time ago, thank God, I gave up on the idea that people listen to anything I do, let alone mm. two things I do. So I'm becoming, trying to become, I'm struggling to become less um, reluctant about mentioning things in more than one place uh unless it's self-promotion because that can get really gross but uh i wanted to mention a a new thought technology from the dubai friday program may i I share an idea with you that i'd like to start socializing yes okay uh i'm trying to remember exactly how this started this is something that alexandra and i uh call the bump say it the bump bump Bump. fudge Bucket. Nuptials. There's just some words that are funny. F- Certain words have a funny sound. I'm going to start you writing really them down. Fudge and bucket are two of my favorites,
0: <laughs> especially when paired. Fudge bucket.
1: I told my wife last night that's her new name. I'm calling her Fudge bucket. No, she probably doesn't love it. She that. didn't love it. Uh, I also showed her that uh, tweet from the uh, Sandy Hook plaintiff's attorney saying that. Oh, that, oh yes. <laughs> oh, what you tell him. What, what do you say? We finally, well, let me oh, just you say, tell I, it's I, I'm, your I'm gonna, story, it's your show. No, I'm going to, I'm going to do the alley-oop. I'm going to just throw it in the air and you're going to dunk it. What we know is that, uh, oh boy, I don't like to talk about the real world, but um, there was a, I think the, the phrase in law from the Latin is um, uh, a boner. The uh, mm-hmm. Alex Jones attorneys uh, pulled what in law, you know, mens rea, they, they mm-hmm. call it a boner. A boner. And the boner was, uh, y'all might have heard about this, but not heard the whole story, because it's pretty amazing. Long story short, Alex Jones, who's very moist and rounded, is, uh, is, is, it was getting uh, what's left of his pants uh, sued off by the Sandy Hook parents because he's a piece of crap. And, uh, and uh, all, all what you need to know is that there had been, as in most cases, discovery. Discovery is the process, as we all know. Of saying if there's evidence that's relevant to this it needs to be presented to the opposing side and you know and then at a, a judge might decide whether or not it is admissible i had to explain this at length to my kid uh that not everything always is admissible a judge will ultimately decide whether it's you know germane and stuff like that but uh a, a crux of the discovery process was, hello, Mr. Alex Jones, Mr. Smooth Brain Powder Man. Uh, any chance you could find stuff on your telephone where you might have talked about Sandy Hook? And uh, I can't really do the voice, but he said something like, oh, there's a keyword search, and I couldn't find anything on Sandy Hook. Uh, I don't use email, like Mr. Trump, sir. Um, <laughs> so he he had stipulated that, no, there's nothing about Sandy Hook, and he knows because he checked on his phone. Okay, so... Discovery, you know, it was a little frustrating because they're like, that's, huh, that seems pretty weird because if you were Alex Jones, even if you weren't like texting people about Sandy Hook all the time, like couldn't somebody have texted him at one point and go, dude, what's your deal with Sandy Hook? Anyway, nothing found. All right, whatever. Now, Discovery, and then you do stuff, you send documents to each other. And I think it's not uncommon at all for, you know, lawyers to do this kind of stuff. When I, uh, I'm not a lawyer, I anal, but I, uh, (laughs) but I worked with, lawyers and for people who work for lawyers. That's what I did for the first four years of my career was, you know, litigation support. And, uh, you know, you can do the, the funny stuff like, you know, where you send a bunch of boxes and everything's out of order. Back in the day, it was almost all, you know, physical documents and stuff like that, copies with Bates numbers on them and all that stuff. But, um, the, the fella who from the side looks like James Corden, and from the front looks like... Uh, 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 who's who's the English guy on uh, Masterclass who cooks? Gordon Ramsay. Gordon Ramsay,
0: one of your favorites. One of
1: my favorites. Damn, mm-hmm. it's Rotten Muhammad. Uh, that guy's that guy has Alex Jones on the stand the day that they're about to start jury deliberations on the amount that he'll have to pay in damages because it was a default judgment. He didn't bother to show up and do anything, blah, blah. Anyway, the guy's a real... He's qu- quite an adult. And um, mm-hmm. the, uh, the thing that happened was, though, in, in, a, in a made-for-TV moment, one of those, like, I can't believe this actually happened things, if you don't follow the news, if you're not extremely online, like Dan and I, you may not know that the James, yeah, James, sure. James Corden-looking fella says, Mr. Jones, blah, 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 I remember asking if you had anything about Sandy Hook on your phone. all, right, all, right, all right. I got a lot of phones, blah, blah. brain smooth from powders. And um, he goes, well, I know that you're lying, and I'm going to tell you how I know you're lying which is 12 days ago, I guess 12 business days ago, Mm -hmm. your lawyer sent me, they didn't say which two years, but two years worth of the contents of your phone, which includes his text messages, right? But it's interesting that we don't know which two years, we don't know that it's the last two years, previous two years but apparently the equivalent of like you know that that creepy israeli firm that'll like uh, get your phone and you know and print it out that that kind yeah. of thing yeah yeah pegasus or whatever i don't know if, i don't know how they did it but anyhow suffice it, if it was just the text that would be enough but he says you know what happened is uh, 12 days ago your lawyer unintentionally sent me the contents of your iphones so bad and then his his uh rejoinder was something is like, your perry mason moment because that's a reference the kids will get uh raymond <laughs> burrow you may know him better from ironsides <laughs> or gojira um the american version of gojira how do you say it? do you say gojira
0: i say godzilla hi uh-huh. but i'm og you,
1: know? you are og who's down with dan's og title mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm. <laughs>
0: Not writing that one down. Neither.
1: And anyway, says uh, so. Long story short. But then, did you hear about what had actually happened? Because it's a cautionary tale. So here's the deal. A, a court. I don't know if I don't know the laws of you know evidence in whatever court that's in. But the way that it was explained by James Corden lawyer <laughs> was that uh, you know your counsel. I, I I feel like maybe the lawyer even had like let the other counsel know. Hey, did you mean to to give me this? And you get 10 days i'm guessing two business weeks you get 10 days to say hey i withdraw that and this is where my kid goes you've got to be kidding me you already got the messages and i'm like yeah but i mean this is this is not nom you know there are, rule- there are yes, rules yes and you have rules to follow and you know there is no honor among lawyers but the idea is like if you would want to know that the opposing counsel was you know and the judge might admonish you and say hey did you let them know they that they, you know, whatever? Anyway, <laughs> it sounded like, anyway, that over those two, those 10 days, Alex Jones's lawyers had not done anything about it. And so that's what made it such a made-for-TV moment, is the guy goes, I don't know why I'm telling you this. Oh, we, got, we got a lot of time to fill here. He, yeah. he goes, uh, yeah, so this arrived to me, I think the phrase he used was free and clear, you know, which I think is a little bit of... Um, airline attendants speak, you know, like full and complete stop, upright and lock position. But anyway, free and clear. They got all this stuff. Which now has been turned over to the January 6th committee. It's a crazy time. There had been a headline last week, Dan. This is get ready for your alley-oop. There had been a headline this week that I found intriguing, perplexing, and probably clickbait. but of course I sent it to my wife, was that pos- posposably, <laughs> there had been some kind of an exchange is this what you're gonna say between alex jones and a fellow by the name of roger stone yeah they might have they might
0: have had a conversation or two
1: they did but and if you don't know the answer to this that's okay Throw it back to me but the headline that i found so provocative was that there had they had exchanged quote intimate message <laughs> intimate messages and the whole idea of alex jones or roger stone being intimate with anything is eldritch horror but the idea mm-hmm. of the two of them having a text exchange in, i mean they might be talking about vulnerability and how they wish their father had said i love you more or you know that they'd, they'd taken tap lessons or something i don't know what constituted intimate but then uh, the other shoe hit the floor because that, what did that lawyer announce dan well
0: This part I'm not so sure about. I just heard the part that you described up until this point. Well,
1: I will be happy to share this with you.
0: Please enlighten.
1: Yeah. Um, Let me find the link here. I just had it on Twitter a minute ago. Um, Basically, okay, long story. I don't have it in front of me, but the lawyer had said, um, yeah. uh, So Alex Jones was totally sending Roger Stone naked pictures of his wife. (laughs) Of Alex Jones' wife.
0: I mean, why?
1: Well, I, I, I used this opportunity last night. I said, hey, honey, two things. Because uh-huh. it's always,
0: you know, in our marriage. <laughs> it is, yeah, and,
1: sure. And my wife, my wife, who I'm married to came in, and I said just a couple things. First of all, a quick follow-up, John Siracusa, uh, 2011. Follow-up, mm. apparently the intimacy may have involved Alex Jones. Said, hey, Roger, my brain's smooth. I got all these powders. Here's a naked picture of my wife. I didn't tell her I'm sending you.
0: Uh, that's odd to me. It's a li- Doesn't I that mean, strike you I bet as that's a little, how guys, a little Some weird? guys
1: bond, but I also said, "Honey, see, this just proves how normal and wholesome it is that I send all my friends nude photos of you. Just if you hear anything, if you hear anything about me having intimate text conversations with my friends, it's probably because you're Nako in the photos, you know." Mm-hmm. Um, and And postposably you hear what happened? Did you hear about how it happened? No, this is so I actually said this to Alex last week on the after Show for due by Friday. There's this please don't email me. I feel kind of bad for Alex Jones, not for anything related to I don't know he just doesn't seem like a very good person, and I know we're not supposed to feel sympathy for anybody but I felt kind of bad for him because, as I said, the legal term, it was a boner. His lawyer pulled a boner. And so, all this stuff, and according to like the Daily Beast, a, a, a very popular host on Fox is now, they use the S word, but is pooping himself because of stuff that's in those messages that have now gone to the J6 committee. I'm just saying, this could get real interesting. I'm not going to mm. say we got him this time, but it was real interesting. And, uh, I felt bad because what had happened was, again, I think stuff like this is not unusual. The lawyers on two sides, that's the word we use, we just stipulate, they say, okay, look, we need to get all this evidence to each other, this discovery stuff, let's just, let's not make this hard on each other. And so you know what they did? Ready? What? Shared yeah. Dropbox folder.
0: That's what they Doesn't did. Doesn't that
1: change the story? Like, if you accidentally sent six bankers boxes full of naked photos you'd go like, what is wrong with you? Are you deranged? But Dan, I've probably done this with you. We're like, I thought I was sharing a child folder, but I accidentally shared a parent folder. And to my knowledge, it's never been anything catastrophic, but I find that stuff difficult to manage. I wonder if there, I mean, I would imagine a law firm would be using something like What's it called OneDrive. would be using some kind of enterprise well, i guess dropbox is enterprise but you know what i mean i would imagine they'd be using some kind of st- straight up microsoft sharepoint thing but right i think stuff that was over here in the shh, this is stuff we don't want to send file made it into that shared dropbox folder and that's where it turned up mm. and so just to fill in the the hole here that makes it extra interesting well mr jones and presumably his lawyers flat up lied during discovery <laughs> they flat up lied they 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 had tons of i mean you stuff. have
0: to assume you have to assume
1: and i don't like i just want to be real clear about something and, and and it's it's never a good day to say this but because i am somebody who has become incredibly cynical about cops and the legal system and how laws get applied to people i mean Welcome to the last 400 years of of American history, but like, I hate it when people say things like, oh, that guy lawyered up or he took the fifth. Dude, have you never watched a police interrogation video on YouTube? Do you know nothing about how these people cheat and like get you to say stuff against your own self-interest? How many confessions, maybe not like beaten out of somebody, but how many confessions are just because cops lied to you about something? You know, I I am very. I think we should resist that urge to say when somebody gets a lawyer, it means that they did a crime. Well, no, I told my kid, never talk to a cop. Never tell a cop anything. So give a cop your name and your ID, and that is it. There's nothing a cop has to say to you that will ever help you, ever. I spent 50 years of my life believing that to be true, and I believe it now absolutely not to be true. Unless they just are having a good day and just want to be nice to a white person— cops are not there to help you sorry sorry mm-hmm. no you can just I, hit the I, unsubscribe I button over there
0: yeah but well, we just lost but, three maybe four people yeah
1: and now that leaves us with two you and me
0: that's uh-huh. <laughs> just that's all the that matters You <laughs> need to buy anyway. a lot of
1: indeed um yeah. oh yeah but the uh i just i thought that was so i don't know any more detail than what has been told that i've told you here which is that couldn't you imagine yourself doing that though you're pretty good about this stuff but uh, the shared Dropbox thing, I felt so bad. I mean, because working with lawyers, like it's, I know we don't like lawyers, but like it's a crazy job. And there's nothing happening in any, whether you're, especially if you're litigant, but this is true anywhere, is like n- no judge, no like government authority is going to check in and see if this is a good week for you to suddenly have the entire schedule change. Like if you're on vacation, Tough luck. Get the next flight home from Morocco because the docket just changed. It's really tough. You've got a lot to juggle. You've got a lot of people. You're managing a lot. So, but isn't that, doesn't that suck (laughs) in some ways? It really,
0: this is the thing. Like, I I, I wouldn't want it to happen to me. Well, he's entitled to a good defense. There are, yes. And there are a lot of people who are like, good, he got what he deserved. But honestly, like, that's (laughs) that's <laughs> or like more like good. The system broke for him too. <laughs> right. But I mean, that's a really, really like horrible, potentially scary situation because I mean, that's like, you just have to think that like, what if you were involved in some little thing and you had some like small claims court thing and your lawyer sent like all of your private notes about something right, right. to a- someone a- like lawyer, that sucks. Regardless of how petty like, your need sucks. for a
1: lawyer. One thing every decent lawyer will tell you is, and this is one reason it's so hilarious that Trump just shoots his mouth off all the time. It's like, never, never, obviously, never say anything. If you don't say anything, there's nothing to trip you up on. And you know what? I will find this for notes. Notes, notes, notes. I will find this for notes, but there's a really, there's a very famous video about why you should never talk to the police. And there's another one I'll add in addition. And it's basically just telling you something you should already know, which is no matter what you tell, in this case, a cop, and I don't want to beat up on cops, though. I wish I could. Um, I wish I could pull them over. Hey, pork chop, man, move it over. Um, but, like, the, whatever you tell them will be used against you. That's why they say that. Like, it liter- like literally anything. And even if it's like, like if you don't want to talk, they'll find ways to, like, just stall getting your lawyer there. It's just all this stuff that's so gross. But, like, you're, you're up against a really big system and i think everybody is entitled to a decent defense and every decent lawyer what i was going to say is that no matter how small stakes the thing is i think every decent lawyer will tell you don't don't talk and don't give them anything they didn't specifically ask for like you are not, under no obligation to make a friend here right you let make them do the work and anything you give them that then becomes something that helps them find other things is like you don't know talk about, I'm, I'm talking here mostly about contract stuff, like, you know, let alone like criminal stuff or civil stuff. But like, I don't know, man. He lives in your town, is that right? Do you ever see him around? You see him at Whole Foods and stuff?
0: Uh, I mean, yeah, I see him. Uh, see, we hang out. He jogs a know, lot, probably. You see him on his together. recumbent bike
1: or something. Oh, he's he pokers?
0: Yeah, I mean, he had, you know, Does he have a I tell, Dan. Just, uh,
1: Does Alex Jones have a tell? It's a little sort of. <laughs> I think it oh, cause the powders. <laughs> yeah. Because like you, know, you can't powders. count on moisture. Um he's so wet. Anyway, that sucks. Be careful with Dropbox. Um I have uh I have some odds and sods. I have some things to talk about and I've 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 put it put in, as we say. Oh yeah, I want to tell you about the bump. I'll let you tell me about something you like, and then I'm gonna tell you about the bump, and then I'll do my odds and sods. If if that's okay.
0: Yeah, that's fine.
1: We have two listeners at this point, Dan, and we really need yes.
0: Well, that's us.
1: Uh, we, have, we have met the audience, and he is us.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Title. <laughs> <laughs> you got to capture that one, because I'm doing okay, a... Do hang hang I on, on, I wait, wait screen, stop, 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 pause for a minute. I got to do a read. I know,
1: but I don't have drafts open. That's where text starts. Um, oh, wait, what is that I said? Oh, we've met the audience, and he is us? <laughs> okay. Hey, hey Dan, would you tell me about something you like?
0: I would like to tell you about Indeed.
1: Indeed.
0: Yes. And uh, this is the thing, Merlin, everyone, all of us, you, me, all of our listeners, you and me, deserve a fresh start in all parts of our life, even at work. And this is the thing. There's a lot of people out there who are trying to hire. They might, we want to hire you, Merlin. They might want to hire me. They might want to hire really great candidates. And that is the challenge. You need a hiring partner that makes it simple to find candidates with the right skills. And guess who that is? It's Indeed, Merlin. That is Indeed. So if you're hiring, you need to start at this place. They are the partner because they let you attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Indeed is the only job site where you're guaranteed to find quality applicants that meet your must-have requirements or else, guess what? You don't pay. I like that. You either get the thing or you don't pay. Well, that's that's pretty rare these
1: days, Dan. A lot of people, they they, they, they want
0: you to pay uh,
1: whether or not it's going to work. Think about adoption. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, adoption's a big one. Automobiles. On my, uh, hit list.
1: Automobile. They won't let automobile. you drive. <laughs> they won't. They won't let you drive that home until you've arranged the GM financing. You know that undercoating's right. not free.
0: You know, and you want the extended warranty. Oh, well, you, well, you got to do that at the factory. But this is the thing. You put po- in a typical job oh, site. You're going to post the out there, and you're just going to sit around. You. Oh, I hope someone sees it. I hope someone, Merlin. I hope someone sees I it. I hope
1: someone sees it. This is what it was like for me. I mean, uh, somewhere on archive.org, you can dig up my old resumes, and which
0: are terrible. But like, it's that's what you do. You you put it out. Like I hope someone sees it. You just cross your fingers. I hope that best, the right you could candidate go into sees it.
1: Some state sponsored bot. And I have one month of experience with Pearl and like all that stuff goes in there. But how are you going to find somebody? You need to qualify candidate, Dan. And Dan, if you're running your own place, I'm sorry, I'm sorry to interrupt your very good ad read, but like you don't have all the time in the world. You got stuff to do. You got stuff to do. You don't line your own brakes. You don't make your own catch up and you don't run your own hiring company, unless
0: you're a hiring company. Indeed. 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 And so here is, here's the way that this works. They have this thing that's called instant match. As soon as you sponsor a post, you're going to get a short list of quality candidates. You're going to be able to look at their resumes. They are going to match the job description that you put in. And this is the amazing part. You can invite them to apply to the job. You invite, they get the message from you. It says, here's a job for you from the, like this person basically wants to hire you. That is such a powerful thing for if you're a hiring manager, if you're in that position where you're like, how do I find the people? It really, really works. Indeed uh, delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined, according to your favorite Merlin Talent Nest.
1: Love Talent Nest.
0: So you can start hiring right now. You're getting a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash back to work. So again, it's Indeed.com slash back to work. Go there. 75 buckaroos waiting for you. If you go there, I have to say the words terms and additions conditions and additions mm-hmm. terms and conditions apply. <laughs> if you need to hire Merlin, you need indeed <laughs> so go check him out indeed.com slash back to work and thanks very much to them for making this show possible thanks
1: indeed Buck buck you just did a classic uh, Trump malaprop because remember back in the day because he's not super bright, he'd be reading something you know he hates reading. Uh, he likes tearing things up. Doesn't like reading, but he was re- he'd be reading something, and he, so let's say he had to read the thing. You just had to read, and he would do that "and" thing where he would go, and I have to tell you that terms, and additions, and conditions, apply. Where he would do that thing where he would say a completely wrong word, and then just add "and" the correct word, and act like uh-huh. it was normal. And everyone would go, "Very, very good, Mister Trump." Uh huh. Yeah. Um. Okay, so this is this 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 thing that, that uh, I don't know, I, I could can, I can make too much of this. I just put a, a link to my very, very young draft of documenting this idea. I'm gonna start trying to document ideas. Um, this is called The Bump. And here, so here's the problem statement. And this, my biggest problem with describing this is how much I, I, I don't wonder whether other people have this problem, but I, can, I, I hope no one has this problem as often as I and my colleagues do. And this is the problem. Let's go, let's get real specific. Uh, you have a time you're gonna do something with somebody. Like, I guess if we were making this about business, we'd say a call mm. between usually like two people. Most of what I do is with one other person. I'm, I'm a monogamous podcaster. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm monogamous out of time. You know, it's like Steven still says, love the one you're with. <laughs> I don't love anyone, including myself. But, the, um, but here's the thing. Doesn't this happen all the time, Dan? You're gonna do a call. You're going to do in our case a podcast recording and Mm -hmm. in all of our cases and something comes along and it's not your fault but it is your problem like you're not going to be there on time and like let's take and let's go further and anybody here who does a podcast this is going to sound way too familiar uh yesterday uh monday as we recorded this john roderick was having audio problems which he quickly fixed but you know, you don't get to start exactly on time. And one of the worst ones, especially with a group, but even with a small group is like, okay, there's something going on. I'm not gonna be there to record in time, right? So you could even say like an hour before you start the event, you could say, I'm really stuck in traffic. There's no way I'm gonna be able to start on time. So that's problem number one. And then problem number two is, and the thing is, I don't know when I'll be able to record. I got a feeling it won't take too long but whether that's a technical problem or traffic or like in Alex's case recently, like Alex's uh, power went off. Well, what time are you gonna wanna record? Give me a time. Well, Alex doesn't know what time the electric's gonna be back on. I wants the electric's back on. When will the internet be back up? It's, it's difficult to impossible, even or especially with two people to say, okay, I need exactly seven minutes. And then mm-hmm. without even checking with you, I know we can start recording. And so I'm gonna, I'm gonna run you a scenario here about why you need the bump right and and just to explain what what is the bump the bump is a way of saying to somebody tell me when you're ready but then give me x minutes after you've contacted me to start whatever it is you want to do so don't just tell me when you're ready Sh- surely don't tell me when you're almost ready because you've already told me that four times and you know if you, you know, you've been through this though right Dan you've been through the whole yes. like okay I just need one minute I just need 5 minutes I just okay 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 how do we get out of this conundrum? You do the bump. And you say to somebody, tell me when you're all fixed and ready to go, give me a bump plus 15.
0: Give me a bump plus. So what, how, what does that translate to in, in real terms?
1: Well, you say, give me a bump plus 15. You give me a bump plus five. Mm-hmm. to spoil the ending of this which is the ending is is that the problem is what if you're on what if you're sitting there you you know if you're like me i one of the uh, one of the smartest things i've heard in the last year i don't remember where but somebody said i forget who probably somebody famous said there's no such thing as being on time there's only being early and being late and i believe mm-hmm. that i'm early for everything you don't need to know that but i'm ready before something starts and if i'm not ready before something starts i probably send you a thing to say i need x minutes and then you know i i because i don't have a complicated vocation i can usually say i'm pretty sure we'll be good to go in 15 minutes but the bump saves you think about that state dan okay i send you a thing i say oh uh okay can we start i don't know what's going on can we can we start a little bit late and and most people, if they're decent, will say sure. And in my case, I tend to say, okay, why don't we just add fifteen and we'll check back then? Which is fine. But then what if it's been 20 minutes and you still haven't heard from the person? And like, do you want to bug because like they're an adult. Do you need to bug them that you're still haven't you still haven't started the thing that you blocked out time to do? Right? When we schedule things for an hour, I think it's very natural and grown up to assume that at the end of that hour, that person has something else to do.
0: Right, they're not not sitting there for another hour They're not, but they've
1: managed their time and their day, and this is why I I am very resistant, and I will sometimes put off very nice people who are my friends by saying, no piggybacking. You can't piggyback. Like, if we're here to record, that doesn't mean we're here to record plus talk about t-shirts. If we're here to record, that doesn't mean we're here to record plus talk about our relationship. That's a different thing, no piggybacking. Because the time that I have allotted for this today in my own time management sphere, I mean, I, 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 should, I oughtn't and I hope I never need to tell you why it's valuable to me to know what time we start and what time we finish. And you know, chances are 80% of the time it wouldn't matter. And I'll tell you, but I'll tell you, phrase we use here sometimes, a hard out, right? We do use that. term. Well, the idea being that like if your plane leaves at a certain time You can't just add an extra hour to an interview or start an hour late But then what happens you say, okay, uh, just give me a minute. All right. Well, I'm sitting here I can't really do anything. Right. I can't do anything else Like if it's gonna start in one minute or even Mm -hmm. let's say, okay, they probably mean five minutes So what do you do? Not a lot? Because the other, you're just waiting for the other person to say, okay, now let's start. But that is not pinned to anything that's real, especially if you don't know how long it's going to take. Mm-hmm. But the bump, here's what you do, like what I just did with you, what I do, what I've started doing with my friends all the time. And I want this to get into the vernacular, bump plus N. Hey, hey, I can't, somebody says to me, hey, I can't record it this time. And I say, cool, just tell me when you're ready give me a bump plus 15 and what that means is then they text me and they when they're ready they say bump or whatever like Mm -hmm. I'm ready I'm giving you the bump HMU I'm hit
0: so from that point that's when the timer starts
1: and the timer starts and that means in 15 minutes we resume well you know if we've renegotiated like what it is that we're doing that's okay but if it's podcast recording me knowing that it's going to be in quote one minute I mean, that's just a minute of my time where I really can't do a lot of stuff except dick around and look at Twitter. I mean, uh, let me ask you this. Uh, so let me get to the core of why I think this is important and valuable. Modality. Let's talk about something important. Let's talk important. about something modal. Do you not agree? Please agree. that there, There's something to be said for modality. You're a developer. You know that there are at least, I'm guessing, aren't there certain kinds of things where you're interruptible? or you could do it whenever, however long. Sure, but there's other of kinds course. of things where you set aside an hour to work on this because you need an uninterrupted hour to go and do it. Maybe that sounds extreme. Mm-hmm. That, I guess that could be stuff like lunch. That could be stuff like another meeting that could take place anytime. Well, Dan, are you going to go start the meeting that could take place anytime if your podcast is going to start in quote-unquote one minute? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So guess what mode you're living in as long and not that this is terrible but it is easily avoidable you're living in waiting mode Uh and waiting mode is a ready state where you're just trying to get back to the homeostasis of doing the thing we said we were gonna do but uh, for myself i mean at, at best i'm gonna like i said dick around um but I'm certainly not going to dive into something that I that I might have to abandon in one minute. Because above all else, whatever I decide to do, if I want to change modalities and get out of waiting mode, and what is waiting mode? Waiting mode is, I don't know when this is going to happen, but I do know that when it does happen, I will have no warning. So am I going to go start like a big writing thing or start a big, like, organizational thing? Or like, am I going to get out a ladder and pull down my bankers boxes and organize my trade paperbacks? I don't want to be on a ladder when somebody says, where are you? Let's start recording. So I'm stuck in waiting mode. But the goal here is to get out of waiting mode and get into doing mode. Mm -hmm. Because in the, at the end, like you as the tardied upon person, (laughs) The person who's been, you know, not that it's bad. I mean, it's, it's your pals, whatever. But like, if you, if you can't start the thing that you have scheduled right now, I know my head starts racing back in the day. Will I be able to pick my kid up
0: on time? Will I be
1: able to be home for a delivery? Like right, other, because there's a
0: domino effect of everything. Everything
1: like dominoes, you know, it's funny. We ended up talking about this on Roderick yesterday, the project management triangle and how one thing pushes another thing out. You can't serve the pasta till the pasta is cooked, but you can't cook the pasta till you bought the pasta. If you wait two weeks to buy the pasta, that's going to push out dinner. Like that's pushing out is a a concept. Like that's a real thing in project management. So the idea of the bump is you you deal with your pals, you give them all the time they need or will require. And, you know, the thing is, you know, you, you might notice with me, I'm not saying I'm great at this, but if there's something that's up with what, you know, is happening in our lives or your, you know your kind of new world you're in like I think I'm pretty accommodating and what I'll frequently say is it's fine if you want to skip delay or reschedule skip it we're not gonna do it this week delay okay we'll do it exactly one hour later or the one I love reschedule like why don't we get out of waiting mode right this second and reschedule this to a time when you're pretty sure you'll be available but that's not what happens most of the time if, you're, if you work at a place like where my wife works, like, fortunately, she works with a lot of very responsible adults who are on time for things, but sometimes things just happen. And sometimes the single most important person on the call, well, if they're not there, we're just going to be talking about cake recipes and Facebook until they show up. Uh-huh.
0: Uh-huh. So
1: now that is, that's a force multiplier in the worst way, because that's now th- two, three, four people in waiting mode. So the idea of the bump is you say to me, uh, or I say to you, whoever, you say bump plus whatever, you could even say bump plus 30, which means once you know that you are ready, you let me know, and then exactly 30 minutes later, we start as planned, and guess what? Mm. Here's where it gets Mm. good. Oh yeah, but what if they, yeah, what if they? If you can't do it, say so, and we'll reschedule. But the bump plus 15, just knowing, Dan, think about your brain for a second, or if you like, as you say, your mind, if you're in waiting mode and I say to you, hey, look, go do your thing. And when I'm ready, I'm gonna give you the bump. You tell me where you are, you know. Uh the the beauty of just saying bump plus 15 is like, I don't, you know that I got that message. I've caught that ball, and we don't need to talk about it more if you're conversant, you know, with your pals. But like, I could make a great use. The, the one thing, you know, John Syracuse talks about like how he's he's really great at vacations, which is something that I honestly kind of
0: envy how how do you i mean first of all how do you quantify that and who's the who what kind of person says that they're great at something like that well, how see do you i'm know not great, great at vacations that? this is how do you know you're not
1: um because my requirements or desires for a vacation in the case of syracuse so like we just he loves saying that anything i do that involves like doing anything that's not sitting at this desk is a quote unquote vacation. I'm like, dude, sitting in Rhode Island for 2 weeks in an unair conditioned room waiting to find out like what our plans are is not my idea of a vacation. What idea would do
0: that? Being left alone to
1: organize things is my idea of a vacation. Um but but I think I'll tell you what I'm great at is finding a better use for my time right now. And there's so many little things I've got And none of it's important to anybody else, but it doesn't need to be important to anybody else. It needs to be important to me. So, like, I got this list of stuff right here that I need to be working on. And a lot of that, and this is, again, I have to always, you know, say thank you, David Allen. Part of the natural planning model in GTD is this idea that if you know all the projects that you're working on and all the action steps that are needed, that keeps you in a ready state of being able to switch contextually to something you could be doing right now. So if it's something, look at your at-desk list or your at-office list. Anything Mm. on there that's like a five-minute task? Well, if you're in waiting mode, that might work fine. I got a lot of things that are about 15-minute-sized title. And I'm great at getting into that. I'm just saying, I want to socialize this. So to summarize, you can see why I have such a hard time writing this up, because I'm trying to abstract this to be
0: about more... Yeah, this is a tricky one. It's
1: not that tricky. It's just tricky because then somebody's going to say, well, what if it's six people and it's a meeting? I was like, well, that's too many people to have in a meeting. Call me when you figure that out. Um, but like, what are, what are four of those people doing all the rest of the time? But, mm-hmm. um, but the idea of the bump is we are not going to just sit here in waiting mode, either of us. I trust you as the person, the tardier. I trust you, or this other person as the tardier to take care of what they need to take care of. To, you know, Because then let's look at it from their point of view. Like you ever had the person who keeps pestering you and I try not to be this person mightily, even if it's been 20 minutes since I got an update about something that would take one minute, I always prefer to assume that that person who is often also my friend and someone I like, I trust that they're working on whatever they need to be working on and that they're not doing it to piss me off. (laughs) It's so important not to assume Mm -hmm. that. They're doing a thing. And so me going, are you ready yet? Are you ready now? Did you fix your thing? Yeah. And then my response, is: somebody said that to me, you know what my response is. Yeah, I fixed this thing. I fixed it an hour ago. I'm just screwing with you. No, I'm running around, and now I have the added, in addition to trying to get my internet running and trying to get my audio fixed and f- change my codecs or whatever, on top of that, now I'm managing a relationship with a needy person, and nobody needs that. Try the bump try the bump because that buys you at least a certain you you take ownership of your time and you allow and at the same time allow your colleague to do what they need to do but not in a way that's like at the expense of both of your productivity Mm -hmm. try the bump will you try that dan i want to try that and you can do it how i mean obviously it's you know it's open source but you i but, but a bump plus n really a bump plus five is plenty in most cases but like the five minutes before you start a podcast, in my experience, because of my poor time management and ADHD, the five minutes before a podcast might as well be 12 seconds. Because, the, you know, like the first four and a half minutes or like whatever in the last 30 seconds, I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. I still haven't turned off my fans. I still didn't close the window. I still didn't m- make a new seltzer. You know, that mm-hmm. kind of stuff.
0: There's that quickening.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I am I'm encouraging the bump
0: encouraging back be at the title right there
1: what was the one i had a second ago i don't remember.
0: 15 minutes sized ah oh, that's good i'll write that down oh did you write that down
1: yeah I got so it. we're a team we're a team all right 15 minutes um uh and now it is Geez, louise what have we already been doing this for 40 minutes 41 minutes.: Oh geez, here's the things I've got. Some of the God, damn it. I wanted to talk about smoke detectors and something I learned mm. from one of my favorite YouTube channels, Technology Connection. Okay. I wanted people to tell me um, where I can get a tiny printer. I wanted to talk about the Feynman learning technique. Uh, I could talk.
0: Oh, I like that, I like that, I know a little about that. but before you do that, I have Please. something I wanted to share that was that was kind of cool.: oh, and I can also a bitch about
1: text it. expander.
0: Long time. So friend. I've been working on a on a new project, yes. and the, the pro- I can announce the name of it, but that's all, um, because it's. But uh, if it's you name cal- it, don't
1: people go get on Alta Vista and try to find it.
0: Calendar culture. Calendar culture, and it's my lessons of being. It's a petri a horrible, dish for time. A horrible uh, calendar type person, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and and trying to be better. Yep. This is my journey to being really Do good. Do you think and you're I'm bad at the calendar? point? I, th- I, well, I was very bad. And now mm. I'm, I'm going like to say, you know, hear how, more, how, well, I know, I know we're in a hurry, but I'd love to hear
1: more about what, what you think makes you bad at calendars.
0: Well, see, according to Syracuse, he's very good at vacations, I'm told. And yeah, he's great at vacations. I, I think I'm good now. He gets hundreds at of flattering
1: photos of his family.
0: Are they all flattering? Well, Yeah. I'm, I'm trying, to, trying to get him on this project. I want some flattering photos of me. Uh, according to my kids, I've never once taken a flattering photo of any of them. Well, that's what so. his kids
1: say too, but. Yeah. It's got a nice camera.
0: But you know, we um we we struggle with our calendars. And one of the interesting things, I'll just give you this is a little tip, a little thing that I Thank you. Have I'll found take and started to use. Um, if you go to a website, and we talked about this a little bit before, but I put this into practice and I want to I just want to pimp it a little bit. Hold on, I'm putting a link into the show notes. There it goes. It's called calmcalendar.com. Calm calendar. This is one of the uh And it's in the show notes this is one of the things that that has really helped and so here's how this works i have multiple google accounts i have um a main personal account that i use for email and i also use it for all the calendar stuff and then uh i the folks that i am working with they are always scheduling meetings now they have a google workspace and a google calendar there but I don't want to put my daughter's orthodontist appointment on my work calendar. And if I don't, right. then how will they know, Nobody's going
1: to know that you're out how there? How will
0: they know that I'm busy? Yep. They won't know that I'm busy. <clears throat> and so what happens there is uh is you wind up having to what? Now I've got to share this calendar. I've got to go into the settings and sharing, and I want to share it. And so it's just gonna show it as blocked out, right? It's just gonna show it as whether they're busy or not, whether I'm busy or not busy, but the people won't know that it's my daughter's orthodontist or a date or whatever. They're not going to know anything. They're just going to see, well, Dan is busy at this time. And I know not it's a to box. book an appointment. And that's how you want it because I don't want, you know, I'm, as you know, Merlin, I'm a more private person. Even the people I work with, I don't need them knowing that my daughter has an orthodontist appointment. It's none of their business. Well, it's like Alex D Jones business. all over again.
1: If, if I imply that it's okay for you to ask why I'm not there, I'm implicitly saying that like i need to defend what's happening in my life that you know you don't have access to that you're not allowed you can know whether i'm available but i'm i'm not it's not even on the table to discuss why
0: not even on it's not up to Mm y'all so here's the thing how do you do that so there is a way to schedule with people where you can use something like calendly and uh and and that
1: you're talking about in terms of like availability yeah, Fantastic to show have been doing
0: something like that
1: too. I haven't They do I've they just do had every terrible needs, success needs with every version of this. I never bother, but I just signed right. up for Calm Calendar. Uh so that's so let me, that's good. Yeah, let me explain
0: how this thing yeah. works. It's really really great. So with Calm Calendar and I think it's I think it's $3 a month or $36 a year. It's like it's so cheap that it's one of those things, and you get like a month long trial too. So, what happens is this you go into Calm Calendar, it's, you add as many Google accounts as you want, uh, so that because some people might have three Google accounts or five or whatever. Not but, calendars, also but it, accounts. Accounts. So and under it also your connects Gmail, with Microsoft.
1: Under your G calendar, you've got your Dan Benjamin calendar and then like right. family workout, whatever.
0: Exactly. Okay. Exactly right. And so I might have one for workouts. I might have one for doctor's appointments. I have one for my kids appointments. I might have one that's social engagements. I might have you know one that's the gym workouts. <clears throat> um, and, uh, and so what you do is you connect these. Let's just say you have a work. Let's make it simple. You get a personal account and a work account. And you want everyone at work to know when you're busy with personal stuff without showing them any information. So you go into Calm Calendar, you add the different calendars, both the work account and the personal account. Mm. And then they have these little things called workflows, little yeah. things called workflows. And so you create a new workflow. And so my main workflow here, I just call it Busy. And what I did is I went into all my personal calendars and it takes all the events in your personal calendars and it copies them over to another calendar, which could be in your personal account. Or in my case, it's in the work account, which I just call busy. And whenever I have an event, so let's say right now, my daughter has an orthodontist appointment, I've got to add it. So I say, okay, that's going to be on Wednesday at 2 p.m. And that's
1: on, can we just say notionally your family calendar?
0: that would be on my family calendar. Mm -hmm. And so I've added that event. Calm calendar automatically takes that event, copies it over to the busy calendar as just something that says private event. It says nothing more than private and busy event. It's calendar out the time.
1: that's just for availability.
0: That's just for availability It wow. has nothing else in it's it. It's almost like and a so like a it's almost like a temporal firewall. It's exactly what it is. And so I put this wow. thing there and then I say to all the people that I'm doing work with, "Hey guys, subscribe to this calendar and I give them the URL. Subscribe to it. It will show you when I'm busy." And so the minute that I update, change, add, create whatever a new event on any one of the other calendars that I use, it automatically creates a new event on this busy calendar, just showing the blocked out time, so they have no idea what I'm doing, and so that way they can schedule it. And then when they're going to schedule a meeting, they hit the little check availability button, and it comes back and says Dan Dan can make this one because he's not busy, or Dan cannot make this one. Uh, and it's amazing. And for three bucks a month, if you're it's really hack, but working it's a really with a lot clean of people. Hack. It's great. Yeah. You know what
1: I mean? So the problem with a lot of hacks is they're not clean. Is that right. there are like little little loose threads hanging off that'll trip you up. But in that case, it's the reason I say it's like a firewall is like it returns null as far as content apart from when you can't get with Dan. I like that. That's right. Exactly. All right. Um, I signed up and I will try that. I don't do that many things, but I would like to try that. And you've had good success with that. Have you gotten any... Pushback back from other well what's the response of other people man
0: it's been great because instead of <clears throat> my boss having to f- subscribe to 50 different calendars and my coworker and my assistant and all that i mean i'm making up people but you know instead of having to do that it's just no one has a yeah. boss anymore the, the people that i work with can i can just and you know what i can do this with a Someone I'm just started. Oh, we want to do some freelance work. Here's my calendar. You can do because I know that it's private. I'm not sharing anything except availability. They don't know if these appointments are here. That if I just have a phone call or if I'm leaving. So you're not really giving up anything private. It's totally great. And this, so this has been really, really awesome. You can just share the link. You can give it to anyone and say, here's my availability. When do you want to? And it's even, I've even used it with a couple of my friends where we're always bouncing around trying to schedule lunches together. When can we have a lunch? Oh, I'm busy on this day. I'm busy on this day. It's like, don't worry about any of that. Here's my calendar. Now you know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. It's handy. So I, I like it. I'm the, Is it pretty the, fast? Know. I mean, in other words, if, How, if you... Yeah, what's the lag time? I haven't you make really a change, tested that. If
1: you add a new orthodonture... Appointment for your kid—it
0: shows up pretty fast on the busy calendar. Pretty fast. I haven't timed mm-hmm. it. I know that they've probably got a cron running. You know?
1: Yeah. Well, it sounds like a neat idea. It's—I—I will I'm, I'm, I play with this. Uh, I—I'm very interested in this stuff. I, you know, Doodle uh, and things like it. But yes. especially Doodle really changed the game for me. And mm-hmm. I mean, you think about when Jason Snell wants to has like a, a big episode of the incomparable. Like, and the thing is he's he he wants, let's say, four people to be on that episode, and you know you know how airlines work. to get four, he's mm-hmm. probably got to ask six. Yes. you ask six people what time they can do something, well, that's a very artful combination of when they can and can, not and what Doodle does mm-hmm. so well is it says, "You know, show me you know ones you absolutely can't do." show me ones you totally could do. And I think the critical one probably for large groups is show me the one you could do if you had to. And then you as the meeting person, it shows to you like here's the ones where there's the most in common. And if you see, let's say secretly, there's one person who's the linchpin for that show and they, they can make it on this one time when somebody else can only make it if absolutely necessary. Well, then it's working as planned. Like, it it, it takes all of the dumb lizard brain stuff of, like, organizing out of it and then leaves you with the, the data that you need to mm-hmm. make a good decision. It's just that th- those are for one-off things. I could see what you're describing also being really useful inside of a team, I'm guessing, compared to, like, just, like, the world. Like, how does the world know what your availability is? I mean, like, you know what I mean? Like, if you were like a, I, I can't think of a great example, not a nail salon exactly, but a freelance somebody, is that something that the world can see
0: as well? I mean, if when, you when, were when to share the, the busy? URL.
1: When did they encounter the busy?
0: Uh, typically, if they're either, you know, looking at their calendars, so they've subscribed to it and they are looking at it and they're saying, uh, oh, hey, you know, look, this is um This is, this guy's busy right now. Or they can just, they can use it with the little feature that Google Workspaces has where you can tell it to just like, uh, see who's, you know, who's available at a given time and it will show you like the little X or the little, you know, thing showing if someone's available. So it works pretty well. I think that sounds very cool.
1: I don't want to have to redo all of these notes for the umpteenth time so i'm just gonna in order to be able to feel okay about all of the notes and links that i have loaded up can i do just a lightning round and and then if you like any of this next time we could talk about it i just i keep moving it now my thought is i wonder if i should make a new episode for this show change the numbering and keep all and see but that's a fool's errand i can't live like that dan you know i feel like i'm robbing peter to pay peter he'll figure it out uh <laughs> what's, what's our time right now we're about 50 minutes in
0: uh hold on i gotta click so we started I'm, clicking, six after? I'm looking merlin we are uh well since i hit record which not all of that will make it oh. uh, in because you know there's a there's like a 30 second space in the beginning for the silence whatever so i'm it's and not then the time we're
1: talking about this yeah
0: it's about 52 minutes
1: okay lightning round real quick things cool things oh god this I'm is ready, such a waste i don't want to waste Let's all of these um Okay. Hmm. Uh well you've got a job to get to. Uh I don't want to just be mean to Text Expander. Text Expander's doing away with their SDK that lets you do Oh no. You mean Coitus? Yeah, yeah. It could be a zesty if um the uh I I I <laughs> yeah, I don't well, we'll talk about that maybe next time. I need to learn more about that. Uh talking about a smoke detector would be boring. I got a really good new smoke detector I learned about from technology connections. See, all this seems very trifling right now. Is there any one of these in here? Feynman learning technique. We should save that for next time. Uh I don't know, Dan. What do you should we just bounce? It feels No,
0: I would how about this? Drop one little thing. Drop one little thing.
1: I discovered a great thing. Friend, what? Friend of the show, Nevin Mergen, sent me something that is so in my wheelhouse. Well, first of all, like, Nevin sends me great links to uh, Krautrock that I, he knows I like Krautrock and stuff I should be listening to. And he's very learned about these things. And I noticed mm. that whenever he dm me a link to something, it was uh, maybe other people know about this, but I did not know about this. Uh, okay, problem statement. <clears throat> problem statement. When I make a playlist, I make a playlist on Spotify, right? And I want, when I want to share it with people. I put it mm-hmm. on my global internet site, and I say, "Hey, here's a uh, here's seven songs to help introduce you to um, Michael Penn, or specifically here, here's seven songs to introduce you to the great Ted Leo and the Pharmacists." But of course, then I've learned I should also include the uh, there's like apps that'll say, "Okay, take this Spotify list," and then. Make that an Apple Music list. But then, invariably, someone goes, What about title? And I say, Yeah, what about title? But, like, just something as simple as saying, There's a Ted Leo album I like a lot called The Tyranny of Distance. And I want to f- have a way to share that agnostic of any platform out there and how someone would want it. Like, think about like just this morning. Um, I went to a, I, I wasn't sure where to watch Liza with a Z by Bob Fossey. So I went to Just Watch which is a great site for this. You go to Just Watch, you enter in the name of something, and uh, it's really, it's indispensable. Because it'll show you all the places you can, depending on your preferences, stream it for free, watch it for free, rent it, buy it, in different resolutions. Do you follow? So, like, if you take something, like, that's, like, almost everywhere, Mm -hmm. like, I don't know, like, Interstellar, maybe, and, like, it'll show you where you can stream it, if you in, like, you, you identify when you in your login, you identify the accounts that you, or the, you know, services you get. Mm-hmm. Where can I watch this free? Um, where can I buy this standard definition, HD, et cetera? Where can I rent this? It's really justwatch.com. It's really good. Um, this does that for, in some ways, for music. So whether, if you don't, so what you do is you go to, I'm sorry, I haven't told you what it's called yet. I think it's called, is it called album.link? I want to say Album.link. Okay, you go to album.link, for example. And now, okay, you're going to look at this, most of you, and go, oh, that doesn't look very modern. And it's like, well, it's kind of not, but it's also like a very old-school idea in the same way that a brain like mine does well with something like 37 Signals' backpack. Like, it's not for everybody, but, boy, that's really how my mind works. Here, Add a new area, drag it up and down, that kind of WYSIWYG stuff. Mm -hmm. This site, which is... Not very pre, O D E S L I dot co. You see a link in notes. You go in and I, I go in and I could say, paste in a URL for something, or I could just go in without having logged in. All I do is go try it, Dan. Go to O D E S L I dot co and then enter in a record you like in that field or a song okay. or whatever. And what's going to happen is that's going to generate a page for you. Even without an account, you can link to that page and it's going to say, hey, here's this album Dan likes. It's called Asia by Steely Dan. <laughs>
0: Yeah. It's a good album. Why don't you make a noise? It's a good, no, it is it is a good it is a good album. I love steely Dan. I grew up listening to Steely Dan.
1: I, I think I'm I'm a little I'm a little offended. Um let's try it. We'll go to Asia. Anyway now. Um go to Asia. And uh and, and do you see what you get? You get this it's not the prettiest thing in the world, but if you want to say somebody says, Oh, what's the name of that record by Ted Leo that has that song dial up? And I could go, Oh, that's the tyranny of distance by Ted Leo and the pharmacist. type, 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 hit enter. And look what it does. It generates a page. It starts out, at, you get a page. You send somebody to that link, and now they go find it wherever they want. You can buy it on iTunes. You could stream it on Spotify. You can stream it on Apple Music. Um, yes, Tidal as well. Pandora. Wow. All those things. But you also, it also can be an embed widget a small, medium, or large embed widget, and here's where it gets good. When you get an account, you can make, and it's free, you can make your own custom URLs. You can have it go to song.link, album.link, whatever, band. I think band.link is one of them. But you can also add your own custom areas. And you can add a custom field that says embed. In this case, I I said, uh, and and no offense, Ted, but I said, I said, uh, pull in this YouTube playlist of all the songs from the tyranny of distance. And then that can stream right there. You pick like what goes in that embed, what goes on that page. I love sites like this. I think it makes life good. And I think it's really cool. I also think y'all should probably check out the tyranny of distance by Ted Leonis pharmacist, but isn't that kind of, don't you love sites like this that do little things?
0: I do. Like why do they exist? But they're here. They're, they're here, here, for us here to enjoy and it. they're helping people
1: and uh, you know, Tidal, which is apparently still around. It is. Yeah, good for them. I got other stuff. So this text expander thing, real quick, I noticed um, uh, not Agile Tortoise, but Drafts. had posted a link the other day that said, hey, you know, if you use text expander snippets, you know, Hmm. So, mm-hmm. like you know, the way it works is Text Expander has what they call an SDK, which means that if you have an app where people type things, you can incorporate Text Expander, such that that allows you to securely get to your Text Expander snippets wherever you are. It is not natively available in on iOS and Mac. I mean, you know, if it's running on a Mac, it's pretty straightforward. If you're on iOS and you're using an app that doesn't use that, you, you ain't gonna get to your Text Expander snippets. And, and Greg had posted a thing that said, "Hey, just FYI, like they're sunsetting the ability to the way we've traditionally used text expander snippets." This comes amidst a large infusion of cash at the company. That's kind of confusing to me. But anyway, hmm. uh, it's giving me the fear a little bit because I really have I love text expander. I use it a lot. Yes. I don't know. Like, for example, I used it a few minutes before we started talking because I have a fill-in form for doing show notes for this show. It pre-populates all the places I want to go to gather links. It automatically, because I can fill in which episode it is, I can go, you know, create template text and stuff like that. I don't know what the answer to that is going to be. I want to talk more about this. I don't want to uh, Texas Spanners a friend. They had been a friend. I think Jean Jean Gray hasn't been there for a while, but they seem like nice people.
0: They've oh, she hasn't been there for a long time.
1: Yeah, I don't really uh, I don't read the trades, but um, Jean Gray McDonald's been good good to me and to us. And uh, and who's the other fellow there? Is he also a Greg? Who's the other guy? Anyway, yeah, I think I, it was a Greg. I think it's like a team, but it's not 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 Greg Tortoise. And Greg Tortoise, don't don't get a strong Greg's nose. He lives in Texas. I thought he moved. I wouldn't know. He just moved to a different part of Texas. He's got nice guitars. All the guitars are bigger in Texas, like those big Los Lobos size guitars. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And I'm just, I'm interested in that. And uh, what I will mention, then finally we'll come back to this, and I'm not saying this to be mean, but like, boy, that sucks. You just got an infusion of cash to do what? Like, if you don't have that, and I think their solution is it's going to be just a custom keyboard. But I don't, understand it anyway that it appears that by the i guess the end of the year that will break in a lot of apps which sucks and so i mentioned friend of the show uh dr drang a post of his from a while back when um rega-
0: i always whenever we say that Snowman. i imagine lurch lurch saying it drang. yeah like that you
1: know what you know the, you know um uh, the hound from game of thrones mm-hmm, of course he, you know he's in that movie hot fuzz do you remember, you remember the sure. Edgar Wright movie, Hot Fuzz? Remember Hot Fuzz?
0: Yeah, that's, I haven't seen I, I, I'm, I'm going time.
1: slow, so you can get it yourself. There's a character mm. in that movie. No. Norm. Really? That's the hound. That's the hound? Yarm. Yeah, that's the hound. No. Yes, Rory something, I think. Anyway. You know, Hodor's on uh, Our Flag Means Death. Um, hold the door, he says. Spoilers. Mm. Um, the mm-hmm. uh, but the thing is, what Dr. Drang did was he, um, in his usual Dr. Drangian way, blah blah blah. He had his reasons. He decided uh, he wasn't so into the like subscription to Text Expander thing. Uh, he has a great post that's in notes where you can see how he developed a way to. I mean, you can export a CSV of all of your snippets from Text Expander. I don't personally know of an easy way to import that into something like Better Touch Tool or in this case, um, uh, Keyboard Maestro, but Mm. he did a clever thing like Dr. Drang does. He made a really clever macro in uh, Keyboard Maestro where if you've got the text of what you want expanded, sorry, I'm putting this badly. Like let's say your phone number or your address or whatever, you get that in your clipboard, you say hit command copy, you bring up this macro and it's got a really canny fill-in. It uses some Apple script. And all you do, it shows you how to replicate this. If you want to go create new uh, snippets, expandable snippets, and you want to do it in, in this instance, um, Keyboard Maestro, he's made a macro mm-hmm. for that that you can replicate. Mm-hmm. And I've tried it, and it works great. You see, what's the delimiter? What is the, um, I think, you do scope, maybe? Anyway, it's pretty straightforward. We'll come back to that. That's a, that's a really depressing way to end it the show after such a, a I high learned about point photoelectric um smoke detectors from technology connection I didn't I didn't know that I was sucker this whole time for having the ionization kind you know you know did you, do you know there's two kinds of smoke detectors I didn't know this
0: I did oh I, I went through this process uh, I used uh, the opportunity it, to buy a smart it's a uh horrible process
1: well and like my fellow I don't even know the guy's name Marco and I both support his show, and I show off to my kids when our name shows up on the YouTube channel. Um, the Technology Connections guy. I know he lives in Illinois, and his hair is evolving, but uh, he does a really good explainer. on. Uh, it's not that the ION, what was this, photoelectric, and what's the other one called? But the one that everybody has, the $10 kitty ones mm-hmm. are, every landlord puts in a house, they're good for some way, things and terrible for most things. Like, why is it the burnt toast makes this thing go off, but an actual flame doesn't make it go off? He explains that. And the benefits of having like an old style one, like on a far end of your house, but having photoelectric ones. So I I got my first smart smoke alarm and I installed it last night and it's terrific. That's all I wanted to say about that.
0: That's all you need to say about that.
1: Oh man, I don't know about this episode, Dan. It won't go out, will it? You won't put this out, will you? I mean, not if you don't want me to. I have not got big do. feelings about it, but you, know, you should get back to your life. All right, let's button this up. Okay.
0: Okay. I love you. Love you too,
1: Marla, man.